No radio, no computer, no. no worries. Your mobile device becomes a radio when you download the free iPhone or Android app at RadioOnTheGo.com. 104.9 KLMJ, Radio On The Go. Attention valued customers of First Bank Hampton, this is Dave Huberger and we're getting ready for a fresh, exciting update coming your way. We're thrilled to announce that our lobby will be refreshed to serve you better than ever before. Picture this, modern, spacious, and designed with your comfort in mind. Services will not be disrupted during our lobby refresh and you can continue to shop and conduct your daily banking. We can't wait to share a new welcoming atmosphere with you. First Bank Hampton is a member of FDIC. Welcome to the First Bank Hampton Newsmaker Program. Newsmaker is an informative local broadcast presented Monday through Friday on 104.9 KLMJ with interviews available in their entirety online at radioonthego.com. Each day, newsmakers from Hampton, Franklin County, and around the broadcast area visit with Radio On The Go about events, meetings, public policy, and issues affecting our area. And now, here's today's Newsmaker Program presented by First Bank Hampton, home of Nest Egg. Good afternoon on today's Radio On The Go Newsmaker program. We are joined by Pete Helmstead. Pete is, of course, with the Iowa Department of Transportation. Wanted to bring him on today to talk about a couple of topics. And first of all, Pete, let's talk about road and bridge construction season starting to wind down for you guys. But there's still a couple of uh, projects going on in the area. Why don't you tell folks about it? Probably biggest project that this area has seen the last year and a half, almost two years now, is the Floyd Interchange Project. And... We are in the process. Paving has just started of the main line. Once that's done, they'll have to pave the ramps. They will have to do some uh, hand pours on 218 north of the interchange in the city of Floyd, where we did a bunch of road work there as well. Then they'll have to do shoulders. There's going to be some seating and mulching. So there's still plenty of work left. We are really hoping to have that thing open to driving public uh, around Thanksgiving. That's still our target. Again, Mother Nature will have a lot to do with that as far as temperatures and when we can pave and putting down asphalt. We'll keep pushing for that. And then one other one that is scheduled right now anyway to start on the 23rd of October. It'll run from the western city limits of Hampton to I-35 and Iowa 3. We're going to be resurfacing that road and we're also going to be adding paved shoulders. The contractor wants to get in this fall and get the new shoulders down. So they are hoping to do that, like I said, later the month of October. It should take a couple weeks if everything goes well. They'll be aware of that. There will be pilot car and flagger there, and then they'll hopefully get those uh, shoulders down and pull out of there for the winter and be back in the spring to do the resurfacing. Which leads us now to the next part uh, for the DOT. You folks getting ready for winter and finding the snow and ice. Now, you've told us in the past, but I wanted to make sure, when is it now you guys are supposed to have so many vehicles ready by this time of the year? Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that. I just talked to one of our highway maintenance supervisors today about that. If you go on uh, 511 right now, you will see that the roads are all green, thank goodness, but it is reporting winter driving conditions. Our winter season starts October 15th. Obviously, that's very early, but we also know how fast things can happen in this part of the country. We have to have half of our fleet ready to go. That includes, you know, being ready to put the plow on, you know, have all the apparatus on the truck, but you can hook the plow on, you know, very, very quickly. And also have the spreaders for the salt, for the sand, for the brine to be calibrated and ready to go. We calibrate those things every fall to make sure they're putting out exactly what they say they're putting out. And uh, yeah, by October 15th, 50% of the fleet has to be ready to go. 
Let's talk about uh, the, the fleet itself, and especially like in your coverage area, you have 19 counties, but uh, what can you tell folks? Yeah, we have 19 counties, and in those counties, we have 17 different garages. We have a 150 snow plows. We have eight motor graders. We've got 21 end loaders. We've got five heavy-duty, self-propelled snowblowers that are located around the district. And we have three tow plows, and I believe those are all down in the Waterloo, Cedar Falls area. So we also have, as far as employees, 165 employees that are there to help get the snow off the roads as soon as possible. It's a big area. You know, you hear 17 garages in 19 counties, but when you start thinking of every single lane mile that needs to be cleared, now you can say... Well, it's only 10 miles from Mason City to Rockwell. It is, but it's 20 lane miles. That's got to be done there and back. So in a district two, we have just under 4,000 lane miles. Statewide, lane miles is 24,592. And I can't remember the exact distance around the equator of the earth, but it's right around 24, 25,000 miles. So if there's a storm that hits the entire state, which we know does happen and we have crews out around the state cleaning every single lane mile they literally have made a trip around the earth it's a pretty big job what about uh, the technology pete i know there's been different changes over the last couple years but like you were mentioning about when the plows are out and them relaying information back to people can look up i mean is that pretty much going to stay the same it is 511ia.org the 511ia app it is full of information and I really encourage people to get on there and just poke around just take a look at what's out there you're not going to break anything you know you have the plow cameras you have the plow locations we have traffic cameras throughout the state you know especially in the metro areas there are all kinds of roadside cameras that'll give you an idea of what's going on in the highways if you're traveling through that area but then again like I said if you're in our area we don't have as many cameras out because we don't have the traffic on the road but we do have cameras in every one of our snow plows and you can get the pictures out the front window of the plow and it really gives you a good idea of what kind of road conditions are out there gives you a lot of good information that you can use to make a smart decision on whether you should be out on the roads or not now that all being said we also know that that camera can take a picture and five minutes later the wind comes up and it's a lot worse than what it looks like or the wind goes down again it's a guide it's going to give you a good idea what's going on you still need to pay attention to the weather and really evaluate whether or not you need to be out on the roads in some of these winter driving situations. Pete Wamagach here. Uh, can you throw out a couple of safety tips again, especially for the motoring public around uh, the plows? Around the plows, number one, and it's the same, you know, we've got the ag equipment moving around right now too with harvest. If you see a tractor, a combine in front of you, if you see a snow plow, start slowing down because they're going a lot slower than you are. And you're going to close the distance between you and that slow-moving vehicle pretty quickly. So that's number one, slow down. Give the plows room. Make sure you back off. They're uh, doing a pretty intense job with a lot of things going on that they need to pay attention to. And bottom line is just give them respect. You know, let them do their job. As far as passing a plow, you know, we really discourage that. Now there are different situations. If you are out and it's maybe towards the end of the storm and the plows are out cleaning off the shoulders or pushing the snow back further into the ditch and it's safe to get around them, yeah, that's a different situation. But if you're out on a two-lane road and it's snowing and it's blowing, it's best to stay behind that plow because, number one, you're on a plowed road when you're behind the plow. You get in front of that plow, you don't know what kind of conditions and what the roadway's like. The big thing is 
like so many things in life, if you can be patient, if you can just take your time, things will turn out good. Pete, while we got you, or anything else you want to add about uh, getting ready for winter? You know, we talked about getting our vehicles ready. Everybody needs to make sure they get their vehicle ready as well. You know, there are so many things to be aware of. Make sure you've got good tires. Make sure you've got the right air pressure in your tires. Check your spare. You know, how many people check their spare very often? If you need that spare tire and you get it out of wherever it's stored in your vehicle and it's flat, it's not going to help you whatsoever. And the other thing is, is know where your spare is. Know where the jack is. Know how it works. There are so many different types now in different vehicles that being aware of those things, you know, testing it out on a 50-degree day in your driveway is a lot better than trying to figure it out when it's 10 below and it's windy and you're stuck on the side of the road. Make sure you got a cell phone charger in your vehicle. Have a winter survival kit. Start getting that thing ready right now. Make sure your car's in good running order. Have jumper cables or one of those uh, jump packs that are really becoming popular right now. They work really well. I've got one and I've ended up helping several people with it out. And you keep those charged, they work really, really well. You know, being ready for winter. This is Iowa. We've done this for as long as we've lived here. And that's good because we're experienced, but sometimes too, it makes us complacent. And it can be life-threatening situations out there and complacency isn't the best approach. So go through that stuff. If you've got kids, make sure you go through their car with them and make sure everybody's ready for what's coming because we know it's going to be here. All right, well, our thanks to Pete Helmstead, today's guest on the Radio On The Go Newsmaker program. First Bank Hampton's Newsmaker program can be heard every Monday through Friday on 104.9 FM following KLMJ's News at Noon. To hear today's conversation in its entirety, visit RadioOnTheGo.com, click Newsmaker under the News tab. Podcast listeners can follow Newsmaker and listen to other broadcasts on demand by subscribing to the Radio On The Go podcast for free on iTunes and Stitcher. Thanks for listening to today's Newsmaker program presented by your friends at First Bank Hampton, home of Neste. Hi, this is Taylor with First Bank Hampton. As harvest season comes to an end, rest assured that we will help you meet your post-harvest needs. Whether you need funds to upgrade your equipment, expand your operation, or simply bridge the gap until the next planting season, we have you covered. We have an experienced team of ag experts ready to guide you through the entire simple process so you can make the best financial decisions for your farm. Visit with one of our experienced ag lenders at either location to learn more about our financing options for your ag operation. First Bank Hampton is a member FDIC.